You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. This is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. And I have settled on a name. <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you yet. <laughs> it will be revealed this episode. Ooh, stay tuned. <laughs> I'm scared. My captain, oh my captain, leave this ship astray? I think it's a shore. I don't a think shore? that's what you mean. <laughs> it's it's apropos, but it's not what you mean. We're starting out right on track. So we had some on? weird episodes lately. We've kind of gotten away from our normal format and done a few fun <laughs> we got away from the slog of what we normally do and all that crap, and we we did some fun things. We got all nerdy up in here. So it's yeah, we've uh, we've had a few special episodes, but we're gonna get back to it. We've missed a ton of news, haven't we? Oh yeah. yeah. So I we need to we need to catch up on all that. Well, it was funny the other night. I had to explain to my sister in law when I said we taped it live and she's like don't you tape them all live and it's like well we're trying to do a live broadcast at the same time as the audio and in true Michael fashion that did not work according to plan we taped it with other people we had an audience (laughs) that That was hard enough (laughs) well let's just we got so much let's just jump right in here with some some TV you have failed this city run Marvel and DC on TV. I am Supergirl. What's your name, darling? Agent Jovelis. I'll I'll try to lead off here with things that are important to each of us individually. So Michael is chomping at the bit because there is Buckaroo Bonsai news. Oh, yeah. It's it's relevant again. He's been waiting his whole life for that. (laughs) Hey, I remember when they released it on DVD and it had a special animated test that they were trying to get for a TV series or a spinoff or whatever. So that's been when DVDs first came out. Right. Well, they just, they announced that in August they're going to have like, it's going to be on Blu-ray. It's going to have all you know kinds of interviews and an additional disc and all that. I'm sure you'll get it immediately. But then there was also the huge news that Kevin Smith is going to do a TV series. Buckaroo, President's Line one calling about is everything okay with the alien space club from Planet 10 or should he just go ahead and destroy Russia? Tell him yes on one and no on two. That would be the perfect person to helm a series like that because it's so out there. Had you heard that? It's I didn't know it was Kevin Smith yeah. behind it. I, had, I heard rumors. Which was yes, to destroy Russia or uh, number two? That there was a series in development, but I didn't know too much about uh, it. And, and the, the working... Uh, Thought on it is it's Buckaroo, Buckaroo Banzai against the World Crime League. I like it. Well, that's how the movie ended. <laughs> okay. With the, at the end of the credits, it says Buckaroo Banzai will return in mm. Buckaroo Banzai. So it's been well, like it 25 nice. years. I was going to say, so for our younger... <laughs> did, that, did that just blow your mind? <laughs> <laughs> our younger listeners may not have ever heard of Buckaroo Banzai. Wow. Buckaroo Banzai is a rocker. He's a scientist. He's an adventurer. He is everything that you want to grow up to be. What a perfect <laughs> hero for today. Like, everyone's all about science, and, like, science is cool again. 
Yeah. <laughs> and to have you know a genius brain surgeon, scientist, inventor, yeah. rock star. Well, they're, they're, like, they're redoing MacGyver too. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> same same vein, right? He's he's the he's just Buckaroo Bonsai with a mullet, right? <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> I always felt MacGyver was for the moms or whatever. Sixty five yeah. years yeah. and older crowd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> MacGyver doesn't rock like Buckaroo Bonsai does. All right, and then this was news for for me, close to my heart, lock and key. Welcome to Key House. There, it's been thrown around, you know. That's and, been thrown and, around a lot. Oh, like, yeah, I can't off. believe it hasn't been made. But anyway, if you don't know, it's Joe Hill comic series from a few years ago, and they, it's coming to TV again. It was, they did a pilot on Fox in 2011 that if you just YouTube Lock and Key Pilot Fox, it's good. How long have you been here? A long time. I mean, it's, it's, it looks like they put a lot of work into it for nothing to have come of it. Wasn't there a rumor it was going to be at Showtime at one point? Uh, I'm sh- possibly. I know it was going to be a trilogy, and then they you know, that was in development, nothing happened, and now it's back to possibly TV. So I don't know where they're going. They did a 13-hour radio drama thing on Audible. It had, like, Haley Joel Osment nice. and Kate Mulgrew and stuff. It was well done, but... Just from what you've told me about it, I think it would be great on Fox right up next to uh, Wayward Pines. Mm. I love that show. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't seen it. Is that, that's one with Matt Dillon, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's in the first season. You should and, look up that pilot uh, yeah. they did a few years ago because it was really good. I'll it, check it out. And see, let's Did go. you see the Tales from the Dark Side thing they're doing? Oh, yeah, he's doing Joe Hill. Yeah, the creative team's. From Walking Key is back. Yes. I'm guessing he pitched that as a show or something. Oh, yeah. It didn't work, so they're putting it out as a comic. A Tales from the Dark Side, a couple of short mm-hmm. horror stories, re-teaming the team. From yeah, the that's Walking old Key school. Nights. That's that's old. Man, what year, when was that? That's early 80s. 80s. Early yeah. 80s, I remember that. Yeah. Tales from the Dark Side, that's yeah. scary. That's scary. Friday, Friday night at my dad's house. <laughs> okay, freaking Supergirl. It's been so long. We haven't even talked oh. about the fact that they... Supergirl did not uh, doesn't get to stay on CBS. Actually, I'm completely Are you happy? yeah, I am because it sounded like that was their redhead stepchild, and they could care less about one of their highest rated shows. Well, ratings on CBS are different than ratings on CW. That's yeah, the that's, highest rated show on CW would be canceled immediately on right. CBS. <laughs> wow. I don't know if they can afford Sexy James Olsen. <laughs> I, I, He's going to have to relocate to Vancouver. <laughs> it, it's over budget concerns. and We've got to tone down your sexiness by at least 25%. It was costing like $3 million an episode. James Olsen. I leave books and work out. It started out well, but then oh, well, 18 uh, to 35 males quit watching after a few episodes. Not me, Michael. Not me. <laughs> well, I think I'm over 35, so that doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, well, the the pilot alone, I thought, cost like $8 million or something, which is ridiculous. There's ways around it. Look at Arrow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a pretty show, but yeah. Yeah, now they don't have to worry about all this yeah. mixing and mashing I, I'm together. I'm curious... If they'll explain it absorbing into the CW universe, 
via Flash's upcoming next season with his whole Flashpoint. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how they're going to work it in. But do we know if Callista Flockhart's going to actually follow the show? She, is, is Harrison Ford going to move to Vancouver? <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it wouldn't make a difference. To I don't think it would. I, yeah, I mean, she's she wasn't, not the yeah. linchpin for me. She's done her part. She yeah. can move on. Yeah, she she wasn't holding that together. Supergirl can get a job at the Daily Star. <laughs> so we we brought up Flash. What uh, that end? I oh, that was a young kid's dream back in the nineties. That the young sat, kid sitting across from you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That sat in the nineties trying to watch the Flash TV series, the original series, and it constantly jumping nights and times because they didn't like the show. And to finally see him don the costume again as the one true Jake Eric, that hit the sweet spot. So we learned who was under the mask. Yes. And it was Surprise, surprise. surprise. It's Flash's dad. <laughs> Which did anyone catch that when he was like, well, that's my mom's maiden name, Gary. Did you yeah. think immediately like that was going to be him under the mask? No. no. I figured they were up to something, but I, that didn't. I said, well, do you guys notice the Kevin Smith episode? Was it any big deal? Did you enjoy it more than another episode? He, well, he claimed as much. You know, he, he's always over the top. It was his best directing job ever. It was Actually, a strong episode, but I think the right, whoever directed it, the writing... Because it was a very emotional episode, right. so if, if a competent director, yeah. it would be a good he episode. He got a softball episode. Although yeah. he did work Jason Mewes in. <laughs> when, I, so when I saw him, I rolled my eyes, but the scene was actually funny. So he had two roles. He was in, he played two different roles in it. And he was also a, a masked villain in the episode, so you didn't even know. Oh, yeah. Well, it was funny because Christy and I were arguing over that being Jason Mewes. I was like, yes, it is! <laughs> <laughs> And he's going to direct another episode next season, they announced. Agent Carter was canceled, but there's this huge petition. Almost 100,000 people signed to get it on Netflix. And she- yeah, I see uh, Serenity's coming back, too. What? <laughs> no, I'm just meaning that really, those, those fan petitions right, yeah, really Yeah, they work. do a lot of work. A lot of good. Yeah, well, the, but she, she said she is willing, you know, she's busy with her new show. I can't remember what it's called. But she said she's willing to take super soldier serum and work on weekends, <laughs> if, if that were that. Yeah, I don't think uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be far behind old Agent Carter. They've already moved a- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. next season to the 10 p.m. slot. Yes. Not so they could be darker and more edgier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ed- yes, edgier, edgier, darker, and riskier. And uh, it's <laughs> well, also... We get to see Sky's... That's, that's where you go. That's where shows go to die. Say, by, by darker, they mean not on TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we get to see Sky's so ne- butt. Yeah, next year's... I'm predicting it's the last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Actually, that's better for me because I never get home on Tuesdays by 8 o'clock. So. <laughs> well, that's what thanks, I was going to say thanks. is I had nine episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that I was just going to binge watch and my wife was constantly asking me, can I delete these? Because she's like a <laughs> warden when it comes to DVR. Jared did, did anybody? It. Did anybody? <laughs> and so I was like, no, I'm gonna, one of these days I'm going to binge watch them all and get them done today. I get on there the other day, they're all gone. <laughs> and I was like, Christy! She's like, actually, Sunlink did it. It said it had a big icon on it, and it said, 
you are no longer watching this program. It seems like you're not interested. Wow. This will be deleted. Don't tell from me the what I'm doing. You are. So you're not the boss of me. Your cable provider decided <laughs> what was going to be on your DVR. Like, evidently, uh, this isn't worth your time, so it's not worth our time either. Holy moly. Wow. Even though I pay for that dang DVR, they're still on demand, so I can still oh, get so Did anybody gosh. watch the end of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I didn't watch the beginning of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm not. Nine it, well, every season they've done, it's kind of a slog, and then it gets better at the end. And this one wasn't too far off that. It had a... There was a prophecy, you know, there, you could see the future that someone was going to die. So they teased it for episode, who's going to be the member of the team that dies? And it was the right person, so everyone. <laughs> it was the, that was the person the fans I were saw, really I saw who was, was predicted, and then I saw who died, and it was like, yeah, it was one of the people predicted. So, I don't, I so don't it, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. But they, again, spoiler, they, uh, this Agent Ward character, they should have gotten rid of in the first <laughs> season. He was the most boring agent on the team, so they turned him into a villain to try to make him interesting. And then they killed him, and I finally got rid of this guy. And he came back as... Just like Hydra. Yeah, he came back as uh, uh, Swarm... Well, I don't know, what's the name of the villain? But he came back as, you know, another a monster, and then at the end of this season, he should be gone again. I'm like, you know what, I hope they bring him back again. Like, they just kept coming up with, oh, he's a robot this time, and he's a, well, a hologram. Like, I would, I would really love that. Every every season he comes back in a more improbable way, like a soap opera. It's kind of like how um, the actor that plays Harrison Wells on The Flash, he's going back to the third season, playing a different character, with an even at the same time, voice. playing the same person. Barry. We've got to do science, Barry. <laughs> So, Robert Kirkman has went on a statement-making tour. <laughs> He's good at this. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to hit some of this up. Uh, Jordan, he, he addressed some, some uh, uh, he addressed the Walking Dead finale, yes. And, uh, Is that back, color I see? In the back of the comic. That's just a preview. He's looking oh, in the back of a Walking what? Dead comic. Yeah. So, uh, what do you have to say? Well, first, I got I to gotta give props to the show At Midnight, the thing on Comedy Central mm-hmm. that Chris Hardwick hosts with the comedians. Kirkman was on there, and uh, they were ribbing each other the whole time. But, you know, good-natured rivalry between uh, Hardwick and Kirkman. But it gets, you know, it's three comedians, and at the end they eliminate one, mm-hmm. and the final two have a showdown and see a winner. So it gets to the end of the show. It's like, all right, we've got to eliminate somebody. You'll find out who in six months. And boom, <laughs> the show just ended. They didn't even end. They did a cliffhanger on, on uh, At Midnight. That's, that's so nice. It was very nice. But yeah, uh, Kirkman, it was issue 154 in The Walking Dead. So it came out, you know, because publishing time was a little bit after right. all the controversy. So he, he stepped up and explained exactly what he was thinking with the thing about all this, because he's been getting negative letters, I'm sure, and tweets and all that stuff. And he's, his, his quote, the speculation, the frustration, the possibilities, the theories, honestly, in my mind, that stuff is fun. So he's trying to tell us we t- we kind of took it wrong. He he had the best of intentions. It wasn't meant to jerk us around. It wasn't meant to you know, drive ratings. He's trying to say nerds are overstepping their boundaries. Oh, how dare he? What well, he's saying, you know, you're, you'll spend all the summer talking about it. Uh, quote, and think of it this way: a character you love and are going to miss is dead, and we gave you a few extra months to hope, to not grieve. Is there uncertainty? Yes, but that was kind of the idea. So he thinks, yeah, we should thank him that if it was our favorite character, they're not dead yet. But he 100% believed 
that was the right call to make. And he, he, he was honest and he said, I'm sorry if so many people didn't like it. And so, but at least it was cool that he came out and, you know, gave I his guess side if, of the story. If he, yeah. I just wish, I want a blatant admittance of wrongdoing. <laughs> you know, just, I, I, I get it. At least, at least he's explaining himself. But he did drop a little nerd uh, credit for Star Trek fans, too. The, the only thing I can promise you is the season seven premiere is going to be awesome. And when viewed as a two-part episode, so he's saying the finale of this season mm. and the start of the next season is a two-part episode. And that's the same way every season of Star Trek The Next Generation ended with the first half of a two-part episode, Cliffhanger. So I don't... So Q's going to show up I that's quite... Uh, next season? Yeah. That's that a, and that's only Star Trek. That's only one of his statements. <laughs> what, did, what did he say about... Uh, George R. R. Martin, I saw this week. Uh, yeah, I read that article. All the headlines were, Kirkman disappointed, quote, unquote, in George R. R. Martin. Like, what a bad-mouthed author. But he was just saying... He killed most people. He was... <laughs> I, don't, I don't... Yeah, that could be a competition. But uh, he was saying he was disappointed he let the TV show ahead of the novels. And he said, because I guess the, the article right. writer asked him if he would... Well, if the show's going to end before you tell them you're ending so they can end the show the same way, he's like, no, make it, let them do their own thing. The book should come first. And he was disappointed Martin told all his secrets to the TV guys instead of letting them figure it out and do their own thing when he knew the books weren't right. going to be done. Well, he did time. say today that he was joking. He pulled it back. He said, I'm, uh, he's <laughs> just like, just kidding, oh, no. guys. Just yeah, kidding. yeah, that's exactly, yeah. Today it was all, that was a joke. I, you know, that's that's, he said, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> that's how tweets disappear. <laughs> yeah. But they also, he's part of, uh, AMC announced that they greenlit the documentary series, Heroes and Villains, the History of Comic Books that he's running coming out next year. So that, that sounded interesting. And did, but he, there was something, it was one of the Walking Dead's, it was either that issue you were just read from or a previous one where he really made a real snarky comment about Marvel about, <laughs> he said, well, at least I'm not like, like, you know, one thing I wouldn't do, like go take the entire plot from Minority Report and turn it into a, a summer event. You know? yeah, really. <laughs> uh, that's the first thing I said when I heard what Civil War II was going to be about. I was like, that's Minority Report. <laughs> so... He 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 really likes to talk. Did anybody? Well, he's got more money than any Marvel, can, yeah. Marvel employee. Yeah. Let's stay Lee. So I right. I just still recall that video he put out after San Diego Comic Con one year, where he just went on a twenty minute rampage of talking about get out there, create your own books. <laughs> the future is now. I know it's early, but did anybody watch Outcast? Does anybody have cinema? Outcast is on YouTube. You can watch well, the first I, they episode. They played. I have Dish, and they, there's a Dish preview channel, yeah. and they played the whole episode. You watched it? Yeah. I have... No, sir. Oh, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I won't... I'm, it's not going to make me go get Cinemax, but I did like... I like that actor, Patrick Fugit. Um, he was in Almost Famous. Uh, he's just... I, I really liked him. I thought... I thought it was better than I was expecting. No, sir. I do not have Cinemax. However, I assume... Lost my train of thought, but just like <laughs> powers on the PlayStation Network, <laughs> right? How great that was! Yeah, continue, please. He narrates his uh, own life. It's, it's much, uh, 
higher quality than Powers was. I was a little bit bored, I think, just because it was so faithful an adaptation. Like, I knew it was almost See, I had read the page. comic, yeah. So I've read it, and I knew exactly. It was almost beat for beat in that first wow. issue. So I kind of knew. It was very slow-paced, and, like, it was atmospheric. It was cool, but there weren't any surprises mm. for me. So I, I thought it was well-made, but it, it didn't really hook me right off the bat. Okay. Well, yeah, I have not read the comic, so I... So it's good, but not worth buying Cinemax, that's what you're saying. That's my official review. (laughs) (laughs) But what was good this week, Preacher. I gotta say, I love that. I watched the pilot twice, because I don't, I want to, it's one of the shows that's like, I'm not sure I'm catching everything, I want to really get it, and I I thought that was great. I'm curious, wait, it are Jordan and I the only ones that watched it? Also, uh, it's on my to do list. Uh-huh. Well, watch out! Sudden links yeah, going to to do that. They're going to clear up your list here pretty soon. It was I, my main gripe was the the scheduling of it. They premiered it after the finale of Fear the Walking Dead, and then took a week off Memorial Day weekend. So it's been two weeks since there's a new episode. Like, why not just premiere it after? I, I didn't quite mm-hmm. get. They were scared of Memorial Day, obviously, as a premiere date, but they... But I don't know that Fear the Walking Dead is the best lead in... Like, oh, we've yeah. got to get that ratings juggernaut, Fear the Walking right. Dead. That's a great show. What are you yeah, talking I, about? I'm done with it. I watch it on Fast Forward. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how you watch that show, yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I've i read you know, I've read the comics. It's been a while. I just started rereading them because I wanted to get mm. caught up. But uh, I don't have a great... It's not one of my favorite books of all time, so I didn't... So many people say that too, and I'm like, I read it, and I was like, "Ugh, I like it, but it's so not I, my favorite." I wasn't hanging on to, well, they better do this right, or I'll hate it. Like, I was had a very open mind. Like, okay, it was a cool story. Let's see what they can do. And I thought they knocked it out of the park. It was oh, just yeah. it was so weird and offbeat, and and just odd. And it, I thought it was really good. Super impressed with it. it, it <laughs> I thought it was funny. It was like there was it was so violent and graphic. I mean, there was like stabbings and. People ripping out their hearts and their ears ripped off. But the grossest thing to me was some guy ate a tea bag. <laughs> I was like, ew. It was like, that was worse than any of those other gross things I saw. Now, the bottle in the chest. As soon as that happened, I'm like, yep, I'm going to like this shit. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Let's hear what you guys thought of how Legends of Tomorrow finished up. Did it finished up it? great, yeah, apparently. It, it did. It was, it was awesome. way back in your memory. Yeah, let me think back about that. While you guys are thinking, I'll tell you yeah. some news. They said they're looking to hire two characters with ties to World War II for his second season. The two roles are described as series regulars. A male in his late 20s to mid-30s is being sought to play a guy who grew up in the shadow of his World War II hero grandfather and has used a Han Solo-like facade to conceal his insecurity. Until the development of superpowers enables him to live up to his family legacy. Do you guys have any idea who that is? Well, the big reveal at the end was, of course, Justice Society of America. Oh, okay. And the fact that we, you know, our man, yeah, appears at the end in the Wave Rider um, and telling them not to get on the ship. Uh, And we lost Hawkman and Hawkwoman. Get rid of I was disappointed. Like, I kind of felt like they were just getting started with those characters. And I now wanted the- them to get rid of Hot Girl and keep off me. <laughs> well, with the Justice Society coming now, though, yeah. I was like, why, did- why didn't we keep these people? Well, it's funny. The writers said they didn't know what to do with them. Yeah, it was kind of obvious. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, uh, the other character, let's see, for season two is female member of an elite paramilitary team living Liberty in the... Bell. 
Who? Liberty <laughs> Bell. Okay. All right. I but yeah, the, I, I loved it. I mean, yeah. overall, the the whole show, well, the way it ended. I'm such a huge fan of Justice Society that it could have not ended any better. Yeah. Like Iron Man walking out, and I know that Jay Garrick's going to be on there. Um, so does that mean the the focus is shifting? Pretty dramatic. Is it going to be time travel every episode, or you think it's going to be a well? Different it sounds like they line. became the time masters at the end of the episode. Yeah. So it's up to them to figure out what's being screwed up and what's not. Yeah. Being. So th- I think they're going to keep with the time travel theme. It's just going to be the next season is going to be obviously very JSA heavy. Now, even before that, I mean, I liked how they got rid of Savage. How that all yeah, worked that out. Good. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, Although I felt like they. As a team, could not beat Savage, but let's separate. Separate, and we can take them on one on one. Yeah, but but yeah. they all had their individual moments. When, you know, Captain Cold ended up being the big hero, like Michael said a few episodes with his big "f you" to Marvel line. <laughs> so good. <laughs> there are no strings on me, um, which was pretty great. And I then had a geek gasm over yeah, that. And then we actually saw Firestorm. Use his real powers, <laughs> and just shocked by it. he's like, I can do something else. Throw fireballs, but yeah, I mean, overall, great first season. Cool. I'm kind. Of, I'm trying to figure out who that first character would be. Uh, I think it would have to be Steel. Is where I would probably say the original Steel, because I can't think of it. Wouldn't be the Adam. Wouldn't be Wildcat. Oh, I would hope that they would show Wildcat next season i'm not sure your predictions and for supergirl you predicted that in the pod is her half horse boyfriend i don't know comet (laughs) i can't wait no i said either comet or a clone of her okay and they i don't know cw likes those uh, love triangles so yeah sexy james olsen competing with a half horse boyfriend (laughs) to win her heart that could be some real drama i feel some fan fiction coming out on that one I don't know how we made it through all of that news and no sexy James Olsen came. Uh, okay, Powerless is a go at NBC. Can't afford him. <laughs> we can't afford him this week. Yeah. yeah, so this is another DC show. Yeah, DC Comics Workplace Where's this comedy. one episode? Or what uh, network? Powerless. What network? This is NBC. NBC. Vanessa Hudgens, Alan Tudyk, Danny Pudi from Community. I mean, it, yeah, the cast, I'm like, oh, yeah. The preview, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> it's on NBC, it'll last one season, and then they'll show up as guest stars on CW somewhere. Well, we saw the, um, oh, who was on the little preview? The Crimson Fox. Ooh, nice. Did not look like the Crimson Fox. Aw, that's sad. <laughs> it looked like Speedy from Arrow. <laughs> Aw. So we're on a scale of like CW costumes to. Early '90s Justice League yeah. TV movie costumes. Where are we? Yeah, we were on that. Scale? We were leaning way <laughs> more towards the 1990s Justice League. For anyone that likes really crappy B movies, search out for the a bootleg copy of the Justice League uh, TV show series that they were going to make. I've never seen it. It's I've just seen pictures. Oh, and, it's you can get some clips on YouTube. It's really it's bad. Awful. Is that it for TV? Can can we get on something else? I, as far sure. as I know. Hey, you're the captain. I know, but there's yet, somebody else. Yeah, you say that. Wait, let's go back. No, everybody goes, wait, 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 wait. Okay. I say the robot can delete whatever we weren't going to talk about and move on. Okay, we're going to do movies. In a world, in the year 2017. In a time. 
within this skyscraper high above the city. In a town driven by competition. In a world that's powered by violence. And but Booster Gold, this has been weeks Woo-hoo. since this news came out. But I'm actually a little bit frightened. Because it's something that I want to happen so much, but I'm so afraid they're going to screw it up. Well, the the, the writer, <laughs> yeah, the writer is Zach Stentz. Is that? Yeah, he was. Uh, he wrote one of the writers in Thor, X Men First Class, um, Power Rangers. Yeah, movie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, all, we all remember that. Classic. But he wrote that Kevin Smith directed episode of Flash, yep, which was true. so. The writer. Yeah, he's talking about the new Power Ranger movie that's coming out. Oh, oh. That's got right. Elizabeth yeah. Banks okay. yeah. as okay. the villain. Yeah, and additionally, Greg, Greg Berlanti, executive producer of Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, yeah. Legends Tomorrow, is supposedly on board to produce and direct. Right. So. And that could be great, or it could be Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> it could be Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, Legends. Okay. So. Anyway. It just reminded me of something to do with TV, but I won't say it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure. I, it, I like a Guardians of the Galaxy kind of take on. Mm-hmm. I think it would, would have to really be that. well. Yeah, like, yeah. I, better be a time bubble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just yeah. something really offbeat and and you know different in tone than the other DC movies. And, and I think that that was my thought too. Was going with the you know the Batman and the Superman. Well, the only DC movies we really had are Batman and Superman. Oh, maybe this is an attempt to get that Guardians feel in a, a that same universe. Do a buddy cop with him and Skeets. Right, right. Or just a um, kind of a uh, off-the-wall, we-never-see-it-coming feature. So, hopefully, cross my fingers. I saw, let's see, Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie is supposed to produce and star in the sequel to Suicide yeah. Squad. I heard, like, there was a greenlit of a movie with her already. Charlie Quinn. Okay. Yeah. Because people were complaining about it. But if that's what, if I'm... Granted, I've been known to be wrong before. What? But from what I remember reading on Facebook, that they greenlit, they've already greenlit a Margot, whatever her name is, Mm -hmm. Harley Quinn movie. They'd be kind of dumb not to. Right. She's yeah. be the breakout. Well, they should follow in suit with, like, the Deadpool movie, and they'll knock it out the park. Okay, so I am about to reveal my new go-to name for at least the next week. What? How illustrious How many, is it? How many scoops? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's just it. It's so, so many scoops. <laughs> <laughs> so many scoops, you can't even handle it. No, I was in search of a name that encompasses games and comics, and there just has and it has to be obnoxious. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was some casting news that this week Jeff Goldblum will be playing my new namesake, the Grandmaster. Nice. (laughs) Who's ready to play? This is the Grand Master, my brother, always the show-off. Your brother? The Grand Master and I are both elders of the universe. He, he much like myself, the Grand Master, <coughs> pours his energy into games, having studied games of countless civilizations across all universes. <laughs> He's going to be in Thor Ragnarok. 
Uh, oh, oh, okay. He's yeah. okay, like a cosmic. Right, you know, he's the collector's brother. That's so weird because oh, okay, years okay. and years ago, someone asked who I thought a good Doctor Strange would be, and I said Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> it would have been because back he's then. so like no, I don't care how old he is; he's seventy years old. <laughs> yeah. He should have been the ancient one. He is on a different plane than the rest of us. His mind works at a different level, and I think he would have been an awesome Doctor Strange. Yeah, I, I agree, but I know. <laughs> I noticed they have like a contest of champions things go, going on. The but do does anyone remember like this is you guys were just in in diapers yeah, the right? Book series contest of, of champions. champions. This is pre yeah. Secret Wars. It was before me, but I'm aware of it. Yeah, this there is like back when I started reading, and not the first big crossover. Oh, this was the Marvel's first yeah. quote unquote limited series. You know the well. You guys are always DC and all over me. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> as he shakes so, his hand, slide, slide slide under the glass coffee table. I'm gonna take a steamy Marvel dump right on you. The uh, this is back. They wrote it. I always thought it was neat. They wrote it in the late '70s, actually, a contest of champions because they were t- trying to tie it into the 1980 Olympics, and they were gonna have heroes from all over the world meet in a arena in earth's orbit and battle and then the united states and like 50 other countries uh boycotted the 1980 olympics so so they couldn't do it and then they're like wait we have the series they finished it up and it came out in 1982 but marvel's never changed (laughs) right right they're like we're still gonna put this out and it was ridiculous so the whole gist of it was the grand Ma- the collector had died in the Korvac saga, and his brother was the grandmaster, and he made a deal with Death to have this tournament to collect all these heroes, just like they did in Secret Wars a couple years later. Once they realized, hey, we got a good idea here, and they got them all together, and whoever would win this tournament, uh, if you know, if Death won, then he got grandmaster, and if Grandmaster one collector would come back to life. So they, it was it was stupid, <laughs> but they had all the the heroes fight. I mean, it was all these great heroes like Captain Britain and. <laughs> so it was it was less the Olympics and more Battle of the Network stars. Yeah, yeah. Shamrock from Ireland, some girl. I because I remember like her going up against Cap. And there was and, a Jewish character too. I think. Oh, I'm sure. I can't. I, can, I definitely don't remember. I remember. Remember, there was like Le Peregrine from France. Because I remember when Shamrock showed up. I think it was in the original Guardians of the Galaxy uh, comic book, and it said "See Contest of Champions." Yeah. <laughs> Cap was chasing after, her and and all of a sudden, a snake came out of nowhere and blocked his way because she's really lucky. <laughs> <laughs> was there a sequel to that, or I'm just yes, thinking, okay. there was. Well, they. The, what happened was this is even more convoluted Marvel stuff. I, I like convoluted. I love this. this is, you will love this. They, they. So, Death. If I recall, I could be getting this totally wrong, but Death like uh, kind of faked that the Grandmaster won because he had tricked him, and somebody was going to have to die to bring the Collector back anyway, and it was all convoluted. And so, Grandmaster ended up sacrificing himself. To bring back the collector. But the fans, anyone, you guys remember No Prizes? Oh, yeah. 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 
And for anyone that doesn't, you if you found a mistake in a Marvel comic book, did you have to explain it? That was the idea, but kids did not get it. They'd yeah. be like, in panel three, his glove is blue, and in panel four, it's green. Send me my no prize. <laughs> right. And they're like, no, the whole gist is explain a reason why we didn't make an error. Right. That's come the... up with some convoluted, he changed gloves between panels. Okay, you get a no prize. Right, that's what it was. And then, of course, well, like a thousand, I remember reading Avengers 228, The Trial of Yellow Jacket. And in the letters page, people had written in about Contest of Champions, and they were like, you know, like a thousand people got no prizes because the, they had counted the number of contests, you know, matchups, and it had ended in a tie. And, and so, so their no prizes are still, they're waiting on them. Um, but anyway, then they had Secret Wars, but if in, in 87, they ended up going back and because of this loose end, they acted like death had planned this all along. And anyway, there ended up being, this is where it gets even sillier, the, a matchup between, they interrupted the, the annual, the second annual event, West Coast versus East Coast Avengers, <laughs> um, a softball game. And they, the entire East Coast Avengers dropped dead. And so the West Coast Avengers had to go all Jonestown, drink some Kool-Aid and die <laughs> so they could go into the other realm and fight each other <laughs> it made no sense but that's fond memories of memories. marvel continuity but Content. now it's a like a game on your phone or some contest of champions yeah. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of people are playing it. it's one of those free download games yeah. and you mm-hmm. can upgrade your heroes and things that's what the comic's based on now it's yes. kind of a right. spin-off of the game well there was um talking about Marvel not leaving anything on the floor was the whole Dazzler started out as a pitch for a movie mm-hmm. and became a comic book. Briefly brought up that they were, they're going to change the titles of Infinity War 1 and 2 and mm-hmm. actually give them actual titles, but we hadn't really went into that, but they're... <laughs> Well, Infinity War, the oven mitt saga. That's what, was, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. It's get the Infinity Gauntlet is more dangerous than you thought it was. Loot Crate gave out. Uh, that's a, been big news today. Infinity Everyone's... Gauntlet hot pads, yeah. <laughs> and people are burning themselves. But using them. I don't feel it. Yeah, who's using it? It's I mean, take it out of the package. It's it's not, right. it's not worth anything anymore. <laughs> now you've got a burnt hand. But they're a collector hey, would say the, it's no longer near mint. I'm a smart guy. I bought oven oven mitts at the dollar store. Like I tell you, those don't work either. They're like they're they're saying it's like sweatpants. I'm like ow, 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 ow. okay, don't <laughs> double so up. That's a that's a note for all you at home. Do not buy if you double oven up with a dollar, dollar store hot pad and an infinity gauntlet, <laughs> you're good to go. They're probably gonna recall them and then repackage them into Michael's loot box. <laughs> <laughs> so if you subscribe to the loot box. With that half-eaten cookies as well. <laughs> so they're casting for a character that will probably appear in one of those movies first. Captain Marvel. Correct. And originally they were I'm talking. Okay they were talking a lot about Emily Blunt, but then this week they announced. Well, she's going to be Mary Poppins. Well, yeah, she's too bitch. She can't do both. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, they're casting Brie Larson. Yeah, is, if everyone knows who she is, I was trying to think of a major movie she was in other than the Oscar she won 
she room was, this year. I, I short term twelve and spectacular now. She was in Twenty One Jump Street. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is that does everyone understand what just happened? <laughs> Is that anyway. official news or is that no, 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 she's just in talks. In fact, okay. when she was approached about it, her answer was, isn't that a boy? <laughs> and I was like, oh, there you go. However, The Rock is Doc Savage. You might have been born with a silver spoon in your mouth, but tonight you're going home with The Rock's black boots shoved right up your ass. This is true. That is correct. Which I, I think is the perfect character to play that character. Or perfect character, character to, to play, play that character. character. That's so, I can smell what the Dwayne Doc Johnson is as the Rock. Oh, wait, guys, as Doc Savage. <laughs> you just walked all over Jordan's great lawn. <laughs> what you say? So that has to be the movie poster. Can you smell what the Doc is cooking? <laughs> so what, tell us about Doc Savage, this great character that's been wasted for. Oh, he's ancient. Like, Ninety years. Going to, back to the early Golden Age, he was in like the pop. Era and pulp. There's a couple pulp. of those characters. Pulp. There's a couple of those characters that are kind of the same. And if I remember him correctly, wasn't he like the Bronze Man, where his like skin yeah. was super tough, and he was kind of like the adventurer, going around the world doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Everything peak performance. Yeah. For man. Which the completely off topic, but slightly. With that, okay. <laughs> the plan. Well, it just reminded me of the character in Planetary. Um, oh, he was kind of a takeoff. On yeah, that. like the, that. Like to me, it was like a perfect version of that character. But anyway, and I also heard there were there's some talk of maybe doing the, a what if movie. What? Like a Marvel hmm. what if movie? Yes. Yeah, the Marvel writers' room was floating it around. They need to do short stories tied into one major story. Make it so. What if Cap and Bucky were more than friends? That would appease everybody. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure which stories they'd pick. What they what they would do, but well. what if Rick James wasn't a computer hacker? Rick became... James is not, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Jones is. <laughs> What if Marvel had an ounce of foresight and didn't sell their most popular characters in the 90s to rival <laughs> networks? Oh, that would be a good, good movie. What if the Fantastic Four was made by Marvel into a movie? So, you were talking about Doc Savage. That's Shane Black, director, is going to yeah. do that. Now, if you don't know who he is, he Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Nice. The nice guys that just came out. He wrote the Lethal Weapon. He, like, created Buddy Cop. Yeah. Movies. The genre. Right. Yeah. He's also going Does everyone to... here love Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Yeah, it's good. It yeah. doesn't hold up as well as I... I haven't watched recall, it in a while, it, it but... Was, it's pretty good. Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> hey, it is National Donut Day. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me my donut. But anyway, he's also... Shane Black's also going to do uh, Predator. A new Predator uh, movie. Well, that's what we Is that going to be a buddy cop, too? Yeah. <laughs> Predator and an alien yep. <laughs> traveling the galaxy, fighting crime. Yep. One week yep. to retirement, the Predator's got to survive. <laughs> You're, you, you nailed it. And it's the voice is done by Arnold Schwarzenegger. To, uh, M. Night Shyamalan t- twist. <laughs> <laughs> 
Moving on. We need to get Michael in like test screenings for all these movies. So when they ask opinions, like, well, how could this movie be better? Oh, I got an idea, you guys. So we were doing Netflix and Chill, but did we officially change the title? I think we have. We, we've officially changed it. Now it's Crossing the Streams. Crossing the Streams. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the streams. Heat them up. Do Ray. Egon. And in that news, I'm going to let uh, Cliff take over. There's some serious Disney news in streaming. Well, <laughs> pretty serious, yeah. Uh, Netflix is actually go- has become the official streaming provider of all Disney movies. Streaming provider? Streaming. Not streaming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, th- this is the first major studio to have a deal like this with, you know, we're not talking HBO or stars anymore. We're straight to Netflix. Yeah, this is, that's the, that's where you would see it. You, it's in, movies are in theaters. Then they go to rental, you know, where paid, where you would pay to stream it, you know, yeah. rent it online. And then the next step where it would go to HBO or somewhere like that, it's going to go right to Netflix. And what about the vault? What the Disney vault is not. Um, let me just say that the Disney vault is not part of Harry Potter's bank at Gringotts. Um, it doesn't have any silver or gold coins. It doesn't have any magical horcruxes. It's not... Um... The vault? <laughs> it's open. They're, they're, they're cracking vault? open the doors well, of the vault. The vault only the vault pertains... Was sacred. It, it protected all our old movies. The vault only pertains to movies that you can purchase physically. Well, so, aren't we going to be able to purchase those movies before they come we'll out We'll still get to, and they'll still, go, they'll still go back into the vault as far as going to the store and buying your copy. But I trust uh, Disney as much as I trust George Costanza on <laughs> keeping things in the vault. Carl Urban says conversations are happening about Dread TV series on Prime or Netflix. Everyone's like he did a good job as Judge Dread in that movie. I mean, I liked it. It was I a poor, poor man's raid. Uh, it was exactly like the raid, but it was. I thought it was really good. I like. I just like him as an actor. Everything that I've seen him in, I've really enjoyed. So we'll see how that goes. The hopefully they'll get the helmet fitting right on the first try. We never, when we talked about movies, you said you said you went and saw X Men. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah, yeah. How sucky was that? No one else did. Not yet. We did not. It's on my list of things to do. Yeah. I thought we'd be having a whole show doing <laughs> devoted to it, but apparently not. <laughs> well, uh, well, I, if you want to wait till next week, you're not going to see it. <laughs> I was going to say, we can wait till next week, but I still will not have seen it. Uh, I just, after 15 years of Brian Singer's black leather uniforms, <laughs> graduating, I will say, to uh, paintball uniforms now. <laughs> I, I'm more excited to see uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. Uh, I can't. What say you? I, 
I can say one thing about it. Okay. It's positive. And it's a mild spoiler, but I oh, can't. Bring it on. I can't deny Olivia Munn's hot. Mm-hmm. If you had told my 17-year-old self, one of these days you're going to get a scene where Angel gets ripped apart and turned into Archangel, I'd have been like, all right, cool. And then if you told him the soundtrack would be Four Horsemen by Metallica <laughs> during that whole scene. That's awesome. That's pretty awesome. That, now that kind of makes me want to see it just for that scene. I would have said that's about the most GD metal thing I've ever heard in my life. It was awesome. That's pretty cool. But why no blue skin? <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, I didn't mind the movie. It's gotten it's gotten some pretty savage reviews by critics. But if you've liked any of the X Men movies, you'll enjoy this one. If they're not your thing, it's about. I mean, it's. It's on par with some of the other ones. I don't think it was as good as Days of Future Past. It threw a whole lot of characters out there that if you don't know who they... It's like, hey, it's Psylocke. There she goes. Like, there was no explanation. There was no reason. It didn't tell you what her powers were. It didn't tell you what her origin was. People just kind of showed up. So if you know these characters and love them, you're going to enjoy it. There's a couple of really great, like, fan moments. There was a couple good, like, stand-up and cheer moments. I I enjoyed it. I didn't have any problem with it. It can't be worse than The Last Stand. There's even a, well. There's a reference. There's an Easter egg. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think what happened with this movie was uh, when we first got a glimpse of what was the purple grimace, if you will, apocalypse, everybody lost their mind and went, oh, we hate it. We're not going to like it. We hate it. Forget it. It's over. And uh, never really gave it a shot. So I'll watch it. It'll probably be fine. Yeah, I I don't think I'll make it to the theater for it, but yeah. I, I'll I'll watch. It. I just don't like like the one of the Wolverine directors even said like you know Wolverine wouldn't wear a costume. I, I just the costumes really bother me. Mm-hmm. I can't get past it. It's like at one point Singer was saying we weren't going to do that anymore, and well we're still doing it. Yeah, you know I'm sh- I don't <laughs> say anything. Okay. Good. That makes me feel better. Maybe there's something. I mean, I, I like. I see Psylocke's got her '80s costume on, and Jubilee's wearing a yellow trench coat or whatever. And it, you know, there's a little bit here and there, but then all I see is the major battle scenes are where they're all geared up in paintball, and, I, and I'm just like, what? I, I, I just these characters are so defined by their colors. You know, it's like when I, I say like yellow uniform with some blue on it. Hey, you, you know who I'm talking about. And the opposite, and the way that he and Scott are contentious with each with each other, and it's displayed in their colors and things like that. It's like they just take steal so you much just of that blew out my of mind. it. I never even thought about that. <laughs> Me being an artist, well, I, I will say my, one of my major problems with the last couple is how they've had they have Jennifer Lawrence, so Mystique has to be a central character, <gasps> central to the plot line. He's X Men. Like there's a. There's an okay reason for it this time. They come up with a explanation of why. You know, it's kind of, yeah, they needed her blood in the last one or mm. whatever. But there's, it makes sense in this one why she's front and center with all this X-Men stuff. So they solved a few problems. Didn't solve some of the major ones the X-Men always have. But right. it, it's worth a watch. Cool. Um, 
There's Star Wars news as always. Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Since the last time we talked, we we ne- we never even got to discuss the thing. Go ahead. I'm just a little worried about the Marvel Universe now in the movies, <laughs> based on what I heard about the Disney on Star Wars. Go ahead. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, Please. How, well, how in Rogue One they're doing these expensive reshoots because they're worried about it being too dark. <coughs> and in the same conversation, they were talking about how the Marvel Cinematic Universe no longer has to consult with the Marvel writers over at Marvel, and they're now it's all Disney. So, Does that have anything to do with Pearl Mother? Pearl Mother. It does. <laughs> oh, I'm Kevin Feige. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, Kevin Feige. Um, here's how Pearlmutter dropped. I assume, yeah. I assume we've all heard it by now in this episode. So that's awesome. Kind of how Disney has always worked is there are a lot of branches in this tree. Now, in the past, what's happened is. Lucasfilm answered to Lucasfilm, even since Disney's owned it. Lucasfilm really didn't answer to have to run things through Disney executives. The same thing goes for Disney Studios, Marvel. It's all the same. Marvel was Marvel. They did their own thing. Lucasfilm is Lucasfilm. They do their own thing. So what we're, we've gotten these reports that we're doing these expensive reshoots, which happen all the time in movies. That's what I was going to say. It's just so they reshot. They did reshoots for Jaws. I mean, that you know, one of the yeah. best scenes that they did was a reshoot. It's like there's this is lot. It's just because it's Star Wars. Well, people, the rumor being, well, the Disney executives weren't happy with this movie, and it doesn't. It's not close enough to the Force Awakens. Yeah, they want to. Which I understand. I mean, that's fine. I'm all for them improving the movie right up sure. until they put it out. It's not done. Let's wait till the movie's out before we criticize too much, I think. Well, the trailer saying that fans overreact to what? the slightest news. <laughs> the trailer was so good, and everyone went, oh, this is going to be great, wonderful. What do you mean you're going to mess with it? I love the trailer. You know. But we had never even discussed the guy that got cast, Alden Ehrenreich. It was in Hail Caesar. Han Solo. Yeah, he's going to be Han Solo's. And the Han Solo story, which is fine. It's as good as life, anybody. That sounds like a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> it's just about. Yeah. Does yeah. everyone see what them explaining the Millennium Falcon and why the cockpit is where it's at and that it's a cargo freighter ship? No. Go on. Well, the only one We're listening. Solid. Go ahead. The, the cockpit is on the left side. Yes. Because it actually turns sideways to haul a freighter in between the two points. Uh-huh. So the ship's captain can actually see. So there's there a really good animation thing on it on Facebook, of course. Uh, but I just. Well, you know what? You probably shared that, and I have blocked as much stuff as I can that you share because my life was being consumed. We, we should have a new segment to share or not to share. Oh my Wait, gosh. we could vote on whether I did not know we could do that. Lord. Oh, that would be amazing. All this time I just thought it was to share. <laughs> yeah. To share. And 
John Boyega then had a he, he made a statement saying that the Finn and Ray romance is not what it appears to be. Just saying, don't, it's not. If what, you were what well, there's some, there be? was some people saying that there they could see that going. They were gonna possibly be romantic. In further movies, but he says it's not. They not said like the that. Sa- these same people said the same thing about Poe Dameron and yeah. Finn. So. Yeah. Yeah. Luke and Leia. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's blatantly saying that it isn't a thing uh, and that the romance to come, you don't see coming. So I'm not going to try. Now that he's related to her. He looks be- over at BB-8 and they yeah. lock eyes. <laughs> right, and roll away. <laughs> Secret origin story is really going to be a, a romance between Chewbacca and Maz Kanata. <laughs> wow. <laughs> They go to the Kashyyyan place. <laughs> and for the real, the the deep Star Wars nerds where we brought up before about Darth Plagueis possibly being Snoke, it's not. They've definitively said that this, it's not happening. Darth Plagueis is dead. Anyone who knows the the schematics of the Millennium Falcon already knows that. Oh, I'm sorry. If you, follow, <laughs> if you follow Michael Case on Facebook, you already know that. <laughs> Darth Vader. Did, is that something? Is that another thing you've shared that I missed? <laughs> and they, they cast Laura Dern and Benicio Del Toro in episode 8. At what I don't know. Animation. I watched the uh, Justice League versus Teen Titans animation Ooh. Uh, movie. It was pretty good. It was. It's weird with uh, like if you know the history of how they're kind of Starfire is like kind of like the parent of the group, and it's uh, Raven and Beast Boy and Damian Wayne is being brought in to be a teammate because he's just off the rocker with violence and. He needs to work on teamwork um, after running with the Justice League where he tries to, um, he does something or other. But anyway. Where's Cyborg on this? Well, he is on the Justice League, but there's a couple little, uh, I guess, Easter eggs or whatever you want to call it with him hanging out with the Titans. And at the very end, he's hanging out with them, eating pizza. And, and, but it was, it, was, it was pretty good. It was fairly decent. I liked it. And they put a release date on Killing Joke. It was August 2nd, and they're premiering it at San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con. Huh. And Jordan prepared to have a graphic novel with a DVD. I'm sure very soon. <laughs> so what was all the news about uh, G.I. Joe and Mask and Hasbro? Yeah, that's where I was going to go next. Did anybody else see the little animation of that? Yes, I watched it. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I, I thought. Michael didn't share it, so I didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird art. It. it was it weird art. Uh, a little different there, but yeah, a little teeny tiny preview of, I guess, what it's going to look like with G.I. Joe and Transformers and so it's Rom. Be one big crossover movie or a bunch of separate movies that tie together, or how's it? I think, well, they're going to do the same thing in the comics, too, correct? Did anybody? I, that's what how I read it was. They were going to do a uh, the comics comic is going to be what? What are they calling this? Do I 
like IDW at least right. about oh what are they calling this universe? I, I saw a name for it. Gosh, I can't remember now. I can't remember either. I don't know, but we were kind of discussing offline the fact that this doesn't hit everybody. It, it clearly hits Cliffs right in the sweet spot, and probably, you know, should Michael some too. But I don't. I don't even. I mean, we talked about these groups before, but I re, I remember GI Joe Transformers. But when it got into Micronauts, Visionaries, Mask, I don't even. I didn't even. Never even heard of any of this stuff. It was uh, off my radar. I was too old for it. I I'm excited to see Mask done, not just because they had a great theme song. But because the cartoon actually kind of sucked. It had a very great premise and a very G.I. Joe feel, but it felt like a third stringer compared to G.I. Joe. So I'm hoping to see something that with that that will look pretty cool. Yeah, I think I'm definitely more excited about this than you guys. Um, I'm not sure why. <laughs> I just am. I think it's cool. Uh, this is going to be called the Hasbro Re- Revolution Universe. That's what I read earlier. This Hasbro. Revolution. Well, I was. I've always been really excited about the, bringing back all these nostalgia things. But yeah. now, now you've, you're starting to reach the end of my nostalgia, <laughs> and now you're going into Cliff's nostalgia, and I, I'm not real hip to that. That's how I feel about Power Rangers. I'm like, come on. That's, yeah, that's yeah. I don't want fun. that. I don't care about that. I'm, I dread like when it comes around to the next generation. Oh, <laughs> Teletubbies, <laughs> Captain Planet. <laughs> hey, Captain Planet. Oh, background. So horrible. Let our powers combine. Your powers combined. I am Captain Planet. But yeah, I. I don't know. I just think it's cool if they work in Transformers and G.I. Joe, Mask, the Vision. So many different... I'm so curious to see how... You know, it, it could be total crap and not work, but I'm just curious to see how they work them all in together. But between the movie and the comics, it's going so to do the same thing. has to have a shared universe now. Everything's going to... made it work. Yeah. The Universal Monsters are all coming back in a shared <laughs> That's universe. Right. All our toys are shared I universe. can't wait to see Tom Cruise, the mummy. <laughs> And it's so weird to think back because that was like, you can't have those people cross over. I have an interesting thought for you. Well, it's not a thought as of a question. <laughs> Do you guys know what Gaia is? Like the Earth goddess? Yeah. Has everyone heard of Gaia? I've not like accepted her as my personal savior. But okay. <laughs> well, I, just thought, I just thought that was common knowledge that everyone knew that that referenced Mother Earth. And I had a conversation with someone the other day, and they had no clue what I was talking about, which is on par for me. Yeah. So let's call them out by name then, and yeah. <laughs> let's expose them for the. No, 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 no name calling. So, uh, so what's the question? Just do we know if who we it knew, is? Just you guys knew. So you can prove to that person that everyone knew except them. Apparently. Well, I have accepted Lady Gaia as my personal savior of Mother Earth. And I give back to her as the one and only illustrious Michael K. Easton Can. <laughs> a completely new way to wrap that up. <laughs> I did not see that coming. I'm feeling very spiritual at the moment. My name's Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. Uh, but we all know there's no higher entity than I, the Grand Master. <laughs> Roll the dice. Right, let me get this straight. Your name is Gaia, and you're the spirit of the Earth? 
And you brought us here to help you save Earth from being ruined? Yes, that's about the size of it.